Howdy folks, this is Curtis Sunset coming to you again from uh, Columbus, Ohio today. And today we have a very special guest, it's Mateus Thais. Mateus is a gender fluid individual, uh, identifies as he, she, they. And so it's very uh, great to have Mateus on the show here. Uh, but let me tell you a little bit about how this show happened. Um, so we were in Columbus, we went out uh, our first night here and Every now and then on the Rainbow Trail, you meet somebody that just has an absolutely beautiful soul and you have to have them on the show. Uh, Mateus was 100% that. And so we got him the very next day and said, come on down. We're going to get you on the show. So Mateus, will you introduce yourself to the world? Hello. Um, yeah, it was super fun meeting everyone last night at Bosco's. We did our fair share of dancing and swimming and all that good stuff. And it's, I really believe that like when you're like vibing and good vibes, it brings, you know, other high vibey people to you. So. Absolutely. And he was wearing a magnificent outfit, as you can tell. He's uh, absolutely just, he's got the fashion down, right? Uh, so. Mateus, you're our first gender fluid individual. Can you tell our viewers about what that means? Being gender fluid um, means that you exist. It's a type of non-binary gender um, in which you fluctuate between days or months where you feel very male, days or months where you feel very female, um, or days or months where you feel very in between. So for me, it's quite sporadic. Um, it's also kind of like a chameleon. If I'm around a lot of women, I become a woman. If I'm around a lot of men, I become a man. Um, these are the patterns I've noticed. Um, but I've really only started coming to terms and understanding it. Um, I think over the past three years when I moved to San Francisco um, and just saw, you know, it's the first time I was surrounded by People. And what was that like growing up? So you're, you're gender fluid and, and you knew these things about yourself, but you couldn't describe it probably growing up. So uh, what can you tell our, our young viewers that, you know, those feelings that you experienced? So I remember really young, just like telling my mom, I was like, I'm not a boy. You know, I was like four or five or something. I mean, she didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. Um, you know, it's like, you look like a boy. Um, but um, the, my second name, Thais, is apparently when my mom was pregnant with me, they thought I was going to be a girl named Thais. And they made me a pink room and with the Minnie Mouses and everything. And then like a month before she gave birth to me, she fell in the bathtub and they did an ultrasound. And then they were like, zoom in on some <laughs> genitalia, honey. And then you, they're like, oh, it's a boy. Mateus, Mateus. So they just added the ma, uh, made a boy name. Um, so funny story, uh, kind of a side note on that. I was actually supposed to be twin girls. That's what, what the doctor told my mother. So uh, I was supposed to be named Christina Marie. So I guess if I ever do drag, I should probably go by Christina that name, Marie. right? <laughs> yeah. So, Sickening. Yeah, my name is <laughs> it's now Curtis Matthew. But uh, so that, yeah, and that was a very much a surprise to my mother whenever I came out a 10 pound, 10 ounce baby boy. <laughs> so. How was coming out to for you? And then also kind of speak on how it was to come out again as gender fluid. So my first time coming out, um, I was 14. I'm Brazilian um, and 
we immigrated here when I was three to New York. Um, and when I was there, when I was 14, I was like, you know, figured out I was like bi or gay or something queer. Um, my family is very religious. Um, and two of them are, uh, my mom and my dad are both worship ministers, uncles and pastor, family of ministers. Um, so when they found out that um, I came out, they were like, you have to promise me that you're gonna fight this, everything you got. Wow. Um, and kind of like took me out of my school, all my queer friends, um, put me in uh, Christian school, made me cut my hair, and uh, put me in a weekly conversion therapy wow. meeting, where it's basically you just like sit in a room and they play videos of just like all the reasons why being gay is bad, all the reasons why you're a disgusting human, all this shit. Um, to the point where, you know, you just grow super numb to it because part of you are like, you're there partially because you want to be, because you want to do, your, your parents are telling you, you know, you know, people who love you, you know, are telling you that this is what is best for you. Um, but yeah. you know. so one thing we talk to our viewers about, you know, a lot of them do come from rural areas and many of them do have that conservative upbringing. You know, myself, we've, we've talked about it before is that, you know, I, I'm the only male in my family that's not a Baptist minister, you know, or hasn't <laughs> been at some point in time. Um, you know, so it's whenever you're growing up like that, it's, um, it's difficult because even if you come out, you know what you're going to have to face. You know you're going to have to face potentially conversion therapy uh, or worse. You could be kicked out of your home. And so for our viewers, I think it's very important to let them know, you know, it's okay to not come out until you are in a safe environment. Absolutely. Um, you know, one of the things that I did, you know, I waited until I was 20 years old to come out because that was the point in which I felt safe. So it, it's very important to know you know, wait until you are ready. We are not telling you not to be true to yourself, um, but just wait until you're ready. Uh, do you want to get into a little more about uh, the conversion therapy piece? I think it's really important for our listeners to be aware that this exists. Well, for sure. There's, um, remember when we were all protesting Chick-fil-A? Absolutely. You know, because <laughs> they worked with um, a company called Exodus International, which um, they made a bunch of conversion therapy camps and it was like with extremely high suicide rates um and uh i actually got to meet the head minister of that company who actually i recently found out was the person in the videos that i was watching conversion therapy um and it's you know it's interesting because I, it was a mixed experience for me because um I still maintain a lot of my spirituality, you know? Absolutely. I still consider myself a Christian. I still consider myself also a witch and a Buddhist and a Taoist and all those things. But it was, you know, I felt like when I came out, I had to make a choice, you know, between right. my spirituality and between who I believe God or the universe made me to be, you know? And that's something I, I believe we all struggle with. You know, I grew up incredibly Christian. I'm still consider myself a Christian. Uh, and that's, it is hard to navigate those waters of, you know, if can I be gay and also spiritual? Uh, you know, some people lose their entire faith uh, after going through those experiences like what you have gone through. And so one thing I would ask is where did you find shelter 
uh, you're going through this horrible experience and something that should be banned in every state across the country. Um, but you're going through this horrible experience. At what point did you find shelter and confidence to come out? When I went to undergrad, I moved to, I was living in Tampa, Florida and kind of like a rural area. And then I moved to Jacksonville, which is like a small city in Northern Florida, like Southern Georgia, essentially. And, um, cute little liberal arts school. And, um, you know, you always find your tribe, you know, it's just like, we can smell you, you know, <laughs> very true. So the, you know, the queer people at the school really like became my family really quickly. And, um, it was, it was really fun. We had like my first semester, we had a little mock RuPaul show. That's lovely. <laughs> in our, in my friend's apartment. And we just like stayed up until like five in the morning, just putting on different outfits, lip syncing, blah, blah. And my name was Bebecita Pescada, which Aww. means little baby fish. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> um, so having that support system, being away from um, the, the people who were, you know, saying, you know, encouraging me to continue to fight the good fight. But I was never like not out. I was always very open. I was like, I just struggle with, you know, same sex attraction. But now I very much enjoy same sex attraction. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you've always been out uh, in a way. So how did you get past the conversion therapy? Like once you, you know, how did you get out of that program? So that part I was in, the actual therapy part, I was in New York seeing this regular therapist. And then at a point I got like really sad. And then I told him, I was like, I want to die. I want to kill myself. And then he was like, um, well, since you said that, now you have to go to the hospital because you're fucking crazy. And I was like, shit, he didn't say the F word. Of course he was whatever, but you know, um, yeah. So then, you know, that was that on that. Um, but then it really mostly happened inside the church with people, you know, like putting hands on you, crying, um, you know, saying leave evil spirits, stuff like that. Wow. Um, and that's something that I think something I'm very much working through now is like, um, cause in many like African religions and tropical religions, um, there's this idea of taking on spiritual forces, spiritual possession, witch doctors and stuff like that. Um, and my background really made me afraid of that. Um, and that's not, you know, and saying that like, you know, love the sin or hate the sin. Right. Yeah, that's the worst phrase. It's the worst in thing. spirituality period. You cannot use that because it, it's totally against Christian values and a lot of other spiritual values, in my opinion. Um, one thing I found, and, you know, I, I had my own experience of, you know, suicidal thoughts and actually had a suicide attempt about five years ago. And so I, I relate and I feel really sorry that you had to even go through that process because I know how devastating you I'm can feel. And one thing I would say is I think a lot of times LGBTQ plus individuals that grow up in these spiritual homes, even as an adult, it's difficult for us to find someone to talk to. Uh, you know, for me, it was very difficult going through breakups because, you know, when I would go back home, I couldn't talk about my boyfriend and, and even our breakup. And this was something that 
most people, even straight people, have a tremendous struggle with breakups. Um, but we have to hold a lot of that in in ourselves. Mm. And so, did you kind of have that similar experience? Actually, exactly that too. Like when I came out again in um, college, you know, when I was like free and able to like make my own decisions, I felt very much in love with somebody who was also in conversion therapy for a long time. And wow. so he was, also, he was a singer as well. And we just totally vibe. Next thing we know, we're like kissing and like, and then we go to church the next day and we're like, oh, no, <laughs> blah, 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 what are we doing? Um, the but, perfect romantic story. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> yeah. so dramatic. It was so like telenovela. And then he actually ends up uh, cheating on me with a girl. It broke my heart. It broke right. my heart. Um, and then I came home for Christmas and had to come out to my parents and also tell them that I was heartbroken, you know? So it was, you know, it's difficult um, because you want your family to, you know, be there for you. But the great RuPaul quote, you know, she uses it a lot, but gay people get to pick their families. That's true. That's you know? very true. Uh, let's, on that subject, you know, in the gay community, I think we experience some judgment even within the gay community with the different uh, types of LGBTQ plus individuals. Have you experienced that as a gender fluid person? Uh, absolutely. I think there's, um, you know, we've got like mask for mask, right? Right. You know, <laughs> people putting it on their profiles and stuff like that, only looking for masculine people. And it's like masculine energy is awesome and it's hot, you know, um, but we, you know, that doesn't leave room for everybody to be hot, you know, and that's just kind of, this is where, you know, also just like toxic masculinity comes in, patriarchy, you know, systems of racism, you know, right. all play into our community so much. And that's why it's so important for all like pride advocacy and stuff like that to be intersectional, you know, and for us to all uh, fight with each other. Is there anything else that you would uh, want changed about the gay community at large? What I would want changed about the gay community at large, I just want more queer bars, you know? It's interesting. I, I've never thought about that. Uh, there's, uh, what would you consider, are there any queer bars out there? I think so. My favorite one um, was Rest in Peace at the Stud in San Francisco. Okay. Um, it's like, basically just like all kinds of people are welcome and flourish you know like you know gender fluid people non-binary people you know and you know gay men uh lesbians you know all in the same room oftentimes you go to a gay bar and it's just like men right <laughs> you know and it's like i love it but it's also like it can be overwhelming right you know at times because sometimes you um for somebody who doesn't identify as a gay man right but this is our but this is like our space you know sometimes you can feel a little bit like an outsider um but we always find spaces you know and mm -hmm. that's why like um in ybor city in tampa there's you know there are a lot of gay bars there but the bars that i go to aren't like necessarily gay or straight you know right they're just like just very inclusive and a bunch of people come so and that's something I truly hope does come back. You know, unfortunately with COVID, we've seen a lot of uh, 
these LGBTQ plus bars that didn't didn't make it through the pandemic. Um, and a lot of those were the more, you know, minority uh, demographics of the LGBTQ plus community. And so I really think it's important for those of us that, you know, have that privilege of, you know, we have these huge gay bars to, you know, give and donate to, you know, the type of bars that are LGBTQ plus that, that cater to all these demographics. Are there any LGBTQ plus influencers out there that just had a, like a drastic impact on your life? Lady fucking Gaga. <laughs> I love it. Yes. You know, I you know every word to every song. Right. You know, because I think it's the 10 year anniversary of Born This Way. Born This Way. Yeah. Yeah. That album changed my life. True. You know, because listening 14 years old, uh, 18 years old, conversion therapy, you know, about to go to ministry school um, and listening on the radio, no matter gay, straight or bi, lesbian, transgender life. I'm on the right track, baby. I was born to survive. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Not- I think Lady Gaga changed a ton of people's lives. You know, having her, I, we got to see her in concert when she did the uh, Monsters Ball. And that was life changing. I mean, to hear those words, you know, as a, as a young adult, that comes from a rural background where you didn't even, you didn't ever hear those words before. Uh, but you now you've got this icon up there singing to you and telling you everything is going to be okay. Who's also a Christian. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And that's that was, I think, a huge turning point for allowing that spirituality back into LGBTQ plus people's lives. Uh, if you got the chance to ask Lady Gaga one question, that's what would you ask her? Mm. Can we be best friends forever? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> that, that's one of them. And um, she's so she's so open as it is, you know, like I just like, you know, like she talks about how, you know, like how she doesn't like the fame, like how she just kind of like wants to be uh, a regular person as well, even though she's reached the she star status. with, you know, major depression like we have. And yeah. I think she understands a lot more than what a lot of icons do. So I love it. I'd be like, can you just give me like when you're gone or if I'm gone first? I don't know. Just give me like some of that, of that talent, some of that love that you have, you know, because I, I want to be an influence like that to people, too. I want to share what. You gave to me. I love you, Gaga. I really do. <laughs> there you go, Lady Gaga. You've heard it. Mateus is also a professional singer. So let him be in your show sometime. <laughs> that would be so dang. I want to wear a big wig. Yeah. yeah. So we do this segment called Heap of Trouble. And what that means is we want to know about an unexpected experience that you had after coming out. Something you did not expect, you know, ever to have to experience. It can be a wild story. It can be just something where you you got yourself into a little bit of trouble. It can be anything, really. But we want to know and explain to kids from rural areas that these kind of things do occur that you're just not going to expect. Mm. Okay, so I was doing a summer job where I was a pillow salesman. And I was really good at selling these pillows that they flew me to Minnesota to sell pillows in this Costco. And it was super fun. And my business partner there was like, let's go to this like country Western bar. And we went 
And then there was a back room where everyone was going into. And I was like, uh -oh. you know, and, I bet I know where you're going yeah. with this. <laughs> and then they were like, okay, so you can only go inside if you're wearing only all black leather or shirtless. I think um, something that I've learned um, that I think I'd like to share for people coming out is you don't have to do anything that you don't want to do. Absolutely. You know, like, sure, there are going to be gay people who are more experienced, you know what I mean? And, you know, and, but never feel pressured to go further than you want to go before you're ready. You know, some people, you know, are more comfortable expressing because, you know, just like there's the gender fluidity scale, there's, you know, sexual orientation, there's always also demisexuality, asexuality scale, you know? So some people really can't like be physically intimate with people until they have like an emotional connection. Um, and that's valid too. It's very you know? true. So if you are a gay kid from a rural area, this is your warning. There are things called dark rooms in bars. <laughs> that if you go in them, it will be pitch black and things will happen in those rooms that you will not expect to happen in a public place. So that's your warning. I'm not saying don't go into them. <laughs> you very much might like it. So, you know, everybody should probably have that experience at some point in their life, but just be warned, you know, it may be something you're you're not ready for, as you said, and and you shouldn't ever feel pressured in the, the LGBTQ plus community to anything that you are not ready for. Let's talk about a fun night that we had last night. Uh, so we met Mateus at uh, Bosco's in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, then we went to Axis where we uh, had to pick up some boys. He <laughs> he Ernest was like, we need to find a twink. And I was like, okay, I'm your guy. We can find him. So and Mateus was wonderful, like almost psychic in a way. Just was like, your twink is at Axis and we've got to go pick him up there. And and you know what? We he manifested was, that shit and he was hot too. Oh, it was yeah. manifested for sure, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was a, such a pleasure getting to know you and just having you be a part of that night. Last night was probably one of the best nights that I have had in years and part of that was because of you and that's why we absolutely had to have you on the show i think your your soul is absolutely beautiful so keep your spirituality you know you're doing you know god's work whenever you go out and you are Hallelujah. yourself so the feelings are mutual thank you thank you <laughs> so is there anything else that you would like to tell kids uh from rural areas don't feel like you have to go to a big city to be yourself there's this idea of like, you need to go, like gays just like flood to major cities so that they can be themselves, be who you are there, you know? You know, if you feel safe, you know? Build your community, take care of, you know, let's take care of each other, you know? It's important, you know? So just like us being Columbus here, you right. know, like, well, Columbus is a pretty gay city now. <laughs> um, it was last night, for was, sure. <laughs> but like, you know, like stick with your, you know, stick with your people, and you can do anything that you set your mind to. So. Absolutely. Yeah. No matter where you are, uh, whenever it is safe for you to come out and be true to yourself, no matter what self that that is, you know, know that you've got a strong support system uh, and, you know, the world is changing. 
And we love you. And we absolutely love you. That's uh, the whole point of this show is to share, you know, our experiences to, you know, you, because we understand what it's like to come from those, you know, environments to where you just, it is a struggle, you know, growing up in a family that's incredibly conservative, religious, that really does not understand that this is something you are born with, like Lady Gaga said. I just want to say, you know, thank you, Mateus, for being here. Uh, absolutely loved your definition of gender fluid and teaching our guests about what that means to be gender fluid. And, you know, this show's all about weathering rainbows. You have weathered a lot of rainbows in your life. You know, I can't imagine all the things that you've gone through and you are such a strong person having gone through those things and made it to this beautiful soul you are here today. So thank you so much for being on our show thank you and so weathering much, rainbows with us. Well, folks, that's all the time we have for today. Don't forget to come on back now. I know we all love a little vibration, so if you're not already, go ahead and subscribe to this podcast. And we will surprise you on occasion with a new release vibration in your pocket. But in the meantime, if you find yourself alone or crossing new horizons along the rainbow trail and you need a friend or even a laugh to get you through those dark and stormy nights, holler on out to us at www.weatheringrainbows.com where you can find shelter in the blogs, videos, and other episodes that will hopefully keep you out of a whole heap of trouble. So until next time, y'all, giddy up, be true to yourself, and make the best of life. And wherever the wild tracks may lead you, may the rainbow always touch your shoulder.